Uh, finally, before I, um, uh, we open the conversation, can I invite Bob Heath to say a few words? Um, in our organization, when we have consultant interviews, uh, we almost always ask the question, what do you do to relax when you get home after a hard day at the coalface? And I'm amazed by the fact that nobody has ever said, in response to that question, listen to music. Um, my, my surprise in that has been enhanced by my reading and listening of the remarkable work of Bob Heath and his colleagues in music therapy. Working at Sobel House Hospice in Oxfordshire and through the University of the West of England, his work with patients in general and terminal patients in particular is truly extraordinary. Uh, proof, perhaps, that rather than ask why and how, we should just get on, observe it and do it. Bob. Thank you. Thank you. And to think I volunteered to go third. <laughs> so I, I work in a hospice in Oxford, and consequently, pretty well all the people that I work with uh, are dying. Um, I've been there for about 10 years, and um, these people, my clients, have taught me a great deal uh, about dying and living and love and not loving and a great deal of other things. But I think as a music therapist, the most important thing that I've learned is that if I can create a place, a context in which we can play and sing together, and then I can listen to what we're doing with as much generosity as I can muster, then people will generally reveal something in and of themselves, a truth that often um, they never revealed before. Um, I'm not going to talk a great deal about music therapy. Um, I'm in dangerous territory if I even start to talk about the psychology of music um, or the science of it. Um, so I think instead we're going to listen to a couple of voices that I thought I'd place in the room today. Um, the first voice I'm going to uh, ask you to listen to belongs to someone we'll call Eileen. Um, I met Eileen in a dementia care home. When I met her, she was sitting in her wheelchair where she sat all day going, la, 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 la. And in the words of the person that referred her to me, uh, she said, um, she's driving us all mad. Can you find a way to shut her up? <laughs> so uh, I wheeled Eileen off into her room. And uh, for the first few minutes, I just went, la, la, la with her. And then, because I didn't know what else to do, I just changed my la into la, la, la. And I just simply sang. And lo and behold, Eileen sang too. So have a listen to Eileen singing.
this was 10 o'clock in the morning uh, of the day that Eileen died. She died that night. That was the last day of her life. Um, I don't know what you think you hear. I think some people think they hear her singing her own name, Eileen. And some people have said they think her, they hear her singing Allah. And others have said, no, I think she's singing alive. Um, I don't know. I was in the room. And the only thing I'm absolutely sure about is that I heard Eileen singing because she wanted to be heard. And in dementia care, if we think about it, it's extraordinary that our care homes are not full of people who are able to sit and be musical with the people that inhabit these places. We don't know a great deal about the science of music. Actually, there's so many mysteries that I'm glad that we can't solve, if you want my honest opinion. The one thing that we do know is if you or I end up suffering from Alzheimer's or dementia, dementia, and are no longer able to speak, there's every likelihood that we'll still be able to sing. And through singing, remember a little of who we are. And how important that can be for our families too. The dementia care home that Eileen was in was populated by wonderful nurses, all of whom were from the Philippines, lots of whom couldn't really even speak English and had no sense of any kind of musical context or genre that might have been useful for Eileen. The second voice that I brought along today belongs to a gentleman we'll call David. And David was very poorly too. He was actually in the last few weeks of his life. And he was coming to our day service uh, once a week. And he cut a pretty lonely figure sitting in his chair, not communicating, saying very little, and, on, uh, and more, more often than not actually saying nothing at all. On one occasion, I was in the day room with my guitar, and uh, we would frequently, I'd go over there with my Cole Porter books and ham my way through uh, a few songs from the 30s and 40s, and, um, and um, people would join in and sing with me, and this would lead to some conversations, some memories, and very transpersonal, just a very lovely thing to be able to share with people. And one of the patients had requested that we finished with Amazing Grace, so we were singing Amazing Grace, and as we sang it, David, who was sitting down, raised himself up from his chair without the aid of his walking frame and just raised his hands to the sky, reaching out. And I wondered what, what he was reaching out for. God, maybe. I didn't know. But what I did decide was to explore this relationship that David had that I thought with this song. And so the following week, I got him into the music room and sat down with him at the piano. And it, my fantasy was that I would create a few of these chords, a sort of sense of, of where we'd been with Amazing Grace, and whether or not this would recreate the moment when David would reach out. Um, and what David did was to reach out in his own way. And instead of standing up and raising his hands to the sky, he sung this spontaneous, uh, improvised, beautiful love song for his wife.
Yeah, you should clap, David. I hear you in my sleep. It's so beautiful, isn't it? And that's the first two minutes and 46 seconds of a song that lasted for 45 minutes. <laughs> Nightmare session. <I> <laughs> Carl Jung, bless him tells us that we don't become enlightened by simply imagining figures of light, but by making the darkness conscious. Since the dawn of mankind, since the dawn of time even, mankind has used music and song, our first language, to help make the darkness conscious. And as a result, to help us in our own ways to find our own light. We should keep singing. Thank you.